The Florida Panthers kick off their second game of their five-game road trip tonight against Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. We're going to preview that game tonight. And some schedule updates from the Florida Panthers, COVID cancellations from last December. And we're going to talk about that on today's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your first listen of the day. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. You follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F. L.A. Panthers. And once again, we are now on YouTube. So now you can see my face as we talk about Florida Panthers hockey. And don't forget to also subscribe to Locked on NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. who will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So it's a game day. It's the second game of this five game road trip for the Florida Panthers, this time against the Edmonton Oilers, 9 p.m. Eastern time for anyone out in the east coast and i've had a few interactions with actually a few panther fans out west more than i more than i thought i was going to talk about on the page who's gonna stay up uh to watch the best team in hockey of course that tweet was sent out before the game against the calgary flames and a few florida panther fans uh say oh i live on the west coast so it's pretty cool to see how spread out this uh fan base is more than i thought uh this uh fan base would um, when first uh, taking over the Twitter page for Locked On Panthers. But it's a game day. But before we even get to that, there's a few team news that the Florida Panthers announced ahead of today's game. And it's that Gus Forsling, defenseman Gus Forsling, who's been mostly on the second pair this season uh, with Radko Gudis, he's been placed on the COVID list. What does that mean? And a few questions have risen due to this. Uh, due to Gus Forsling being placed on the COVID list is how long is he going to be in the quarantine period? Because of course, Canada's uh, quarantine periods are different than than the U S but thanks to Alex Baumgartner and project Panthers on Twitter, they provided the differences now between the quarantine periods in Alberta and for Gus Forsling for him, his quarantine period would be five days and then after the fifth day, if he's vaccinated and if he doesn't show any symptoms, he can return to the lineup. And retroing that to the second, the first game of the road trip, the day after, excuse me, he could be back by the time the Florida Panthers are ready to finish off their road trip against the Winnipeg Jets uh, next Tuesday. So um, Gus Forsling will be gone minimum, but minimum of the next three games for the Panthers. Andrew Burnett did talk to us uh, yesterday, talked about how there's no status on Patrick Hornquist right now for the Panthers after taking a slash to the hand uh, on Tuesday against Calgary, only had one shift that was 22 seconds and then didn't return after that. And Owen Tippett is likely to be inserted back into the lineup. Now with Mason Marchment into the mix, we, I don't know what line he's going to be on, whether it's going to be on that 
third line wing on the right, or if Mason Marchman is going to be there, or is he going to be on the fourth line with Etulu Sturinen and Ryan Lombard? So something we will see uh, probably later in the in the day because the Florida Panthers are scheduled to have a morning skate and Andrew Burnett and company will be talking to the media at around 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. And I talk, I think about also where the Panthers are as far as, well, before I get there, um, when, when I talk about, when I think about the Florida Panthers and the defensive core from where the Panthers are at with their lineup, now you're going to see Lucas Carlson and Ole Olevi in. And right now, there's no defenseman in the taxi squad right now. The taxi squad has two forwards and a goalie. Evan Fitzpatrick is one of one of the players that is on the taxi squad right now for the Florida Panthers. It's Maxim Mammon, Alexi Hepaniemi, and Evan Fitzpatrick. Marcus Nudevara is still on LTIR and has, hasn't practiced. So the Florida Panthers are not going to get Marcus Nudevara back uh, anytime soon. And don't know if Chase Prisky or either Matt Kirstead will be making their way to the taxi squad, but we could find that out as early as today. Evan Fitzpatrick's contract is a two-way contract, but but Jonas Johansson is also on the COVID list right now for the Panthers. So don't know don't know if the Panthers are gonna send Fitzpatrick down to the AHL yet. And I guess once uh Jonas Johansson tests negative that they're going to send Fitzpatrick down to Charlotte to pair up with Christopher Gibson when Christopher Gibson is healthy, because right now Christopher Gibson is hurt right now as well. So one goalie on the COVID list, the other one has been hurt. And of course the defensive pairing, you only have the six that you have with one quarantine on the COVID list with Gus Forzing. So that's a little bit of a difficult situation, but with the Florida Panthers and their road games and having a hard time being over 500, I, I look more uh, uh, like by the numbers and their goal differential is minus four. I'm like, wow, that, that's a lot closer than I thought based on the road games that the Florida Panthers have had this season. They've had 15 of them and the Florida Panthers have had a total of four shootouts this season. Three of them have been on the road and all three of those shootouts have come in losses as well. And we know how shootouts can go either which way. Get rid of the shootout, by the way. But <laughs> they they can they can go either way. But before they even get to the shootout, it's about, I'm, I want to think about like what they're doing prior to that. And their power play percentage is cut in half from what they are at home. They're averaging around 12.8% on the power play. Their penalty kill is 73% versus at home, they're around like 83, 84. So that's another thing that's not transitioning to the road versus what they're doing at home. And of course, again, those shootout loss, those shootout losses, those could have gone either which way. You win those uh, shootouts. And of course, the six goal differential swing, and you're thinking plus two for this team on the road. But of course, <laughs> with with what the Panthers are doing before the shootout is resulting in these shootout losses as well. But I don't want to judge the shootout themselves of why the Florida Panthers are losing on the road because uh, out of the 15 games, there's only three of them that they've participated in. So that's not the 
reason why the the cats are where they are on the road but it it doesn't help that you're leaving it to chance when you do get there so they've they haven't had the luck that they've needed and you think about pittsburgh as well uh with the game against pittsburgh where andrew burnett went for the story putting patrick hornquist there uh versus putting someone else better for the shootout as well so that's kind of a little bit but it's not the main reason why they lost that one specifically and the florida panthers they've only lost they've only been blown out in really two road games this season um box score wise two of them emotionally for me it's three and i'll tell you why two of them by box score the one against Calgary and the one against New Jersey in early November. The one where it doesn't show on the box score, but it was not as close as the box score indicated was that first one against the New York Rangers in early November. Let's not forget they were down four, nothing. And then they scored three goals uh, before uh, in the final few minutes uh, to make it closer than it, than it was supposed to be. So they haven't been blown out too much on the, on the, on the road this season. So they've been a lot closer than, than I thought they were going to be. So the road numbers aren't too alarming, but it's it's definitely not where the Florida Panthers want to be. That's that's really what I want to get at is it's it's after that loss on Tuesday, I didn't feel like that the sky was falling for the Florida Panthers. But now in in the next segment, we're going to talk more about the rescheduling of the Florida Panthers games from their previous pause in late december but before we get there i want to tell you guys more about bet online and bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the nfl playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code locked on to get started from football basketball hockey boxing ufc right to your favorites favorite Vegas casino game. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. I talked about yesterday how the NHL is changing their COVID testing policy for anyone who's asymptomatic or for anyone crossing uh, the borders. And I kind of predicted that they're one step closer to releasing the schedule for the Olympic break and just so happens a few hours later after uh, putting the show live is that the NHL did in fact announce all their rescheduling and they're still set to finish the season by April 29th. There's going to be, there's going to be a lot of teams who are going to be extremely tired and the, and the amount of games they have to cram into a certain period of time. You think about all the Canadian teams and the New York Islanders, look at the New York Islanders and look at how many games they played versus the the rest of the NHL and when the Florida Panthers announced their rescheduled games originally before even looking at the calendar and visually seeing it I said okay the Florida Panthers are going to have a week off and then on the all-star break and then they're going to play a few games and then they're going to have a few days off before continuing their schedule prior to that but then I looked at it wrote it down and it's actually in my opinion a better situation that they're carrying on with the season that they're having. And I'm going to show the people on the YouTube uh, screen share uh, of mine um, and looking at where the 
schedule stands based on their season. You see their last game of the of the before the Olympic break. It, if you if you go back to January on the 31st, it's gonna be a back-to-back against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the New York Rangers. Um hold on, let me show my screen real quick. If if you see if you see here, you're gonna you're gonna see that there's a thirty first and then the first back to back between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the New York Rangers. Let me full screen that, and then you'll see two weeks off for the Panthers, and you'll see you'll see Carolina. Look at this. Look at this. I'm gonna highlight this right here. TNT, a nationally televised game for the Florida Panthers. And a lot of people have been trying to get the Florida Panthers on national, a nationally televised game because of how well they're playing. Most of the season they've led in points percentage for the NHL. And you, we've seen the Arizona Coyotes get more nationally televised game than the Florida Panthers have. And it's just been a freaking joke how they've gotten more than the Florida Panthers, a team that is obviously tanking nearly last in the in the NHL on MLK day on, on the, on the 18th, the, excuse me, 17th, the Canadians and coyotes faced off against each other for the battle of the tank. And looks like the Montreal Canadians are now the worst team in the NHL, but the rest of the schedule, Minnesota, an ESPN Hulu exclusive. Honestly, for me, that doesn't count as nationally televised because not everyone, not every household has ESPN plus and Hulu Chicago, the Sunday at, three Eastern, a matinee matchup, early Sunday matchup. And then their makeup game against Nashville, 7 p.m. Eastern, opening up a homestand for the Florida Panthers before a five-game homestand, actually. It'll be part of one before they hit on the road. So the way this schedule was structured for for the Panthers, and I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of how it's structured because you don't have, you don't have, Road game, home game, road game, home game. You have just your road games listed, and then you have your your home your you start your home stand. So great situation for the Panthers, and they get a nationally televised game on TNT. Uh, their last matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes this season, where they've already won the season series against the Hurricanes too. Let's not forget. Um, so they th- that's an exclusive South former Southeast Division matchup between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers and we're going to get that on on the big stage and the Florida Panthers get their opportunity to showcase across the NHL world of who they really are and of course fans from different parts of the country can see the Panthers whenever they want because most of their games on e- are on ESPN plus anyway but the big national TNT you'll likely see the likes of uh Keddy Albert and Eddie Olchuk um call the game so that 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 that's a pretty that's a pretty cool uh thing for the Florida Panthers that they finally get their opportunity to be on uh the big stage and it took covid rescheduling for this to happen and it's kind of it's kind of frustrating not going to lie i i'm not going to i'm, I'm going to be quite honest about that it's it's a little frustrating but they got it anyway and they're and if you come up with a big win on the national stage too it's going to create more of those and also let 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 the national media and everyone else sleep on the panthers while they just continue to rack wins 
I know they got a bump on the road in Calgary on Tuesday, but the way they play at home and if they continue to stay afloat on the road and find a way to get some road wins, then they'll be in good position to either to get the top spot in the East or even in the NHL or close to it at number two. And of course the, the team above them can be eliminated by the time um, if the Panthers were to advance further and then none of that would have mattered anyway. A lot of, there's a quite a few Panther fans who said that they don't want the president's trophy. I know uh, Nick Fairbanks of Panther Parkway is very uh, vocal about that. So, Hey, I just want to win hockey games. I just want to see this team win. And I just want to see this team respected. I'm sure you guys too. A lot of you want to see uh, this team uh, respected, but love the way the schedule is structured. And it's a good situation for the Panthers as they just, they can just go to one city to the next and then have their homestand and, and stay and, and instead of like the back and forth travel. So that's a good situation for the Panthers. Next, we're going to talk about the upcoming matchup against the Edmonton Oilers. So we are, there is no sponsor here. So we're going to take a quick pause and then return and talk about the next matchup against the Edmonton Oilers here on Lockdown Panthers. And now to talk about this matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers. So I spoke a little bit about how the Edmonton Oilers have been in a little bit of a free fall in the most recent stretch of games. But before even hitting the record button today, I, of course, looked at the schedule. Look at the last time that they went on a major streak before this current run or not run, but this current uh, downward trajectory that they're on. So last 14 games, look, just looking at the last 14 games, is 2-10-2 for the Edmonton Oilers. Scored less than two goals five times in 14 games and given up four-plus goals in, last, in eight of their last 14. The Florida Panthers are known for scoring a lot of goals. And I know, I know, I know, this is a game where the Florida Panthers are on the road versus at home where they're a completely different team. But that confidence, if you know that th this is a team that's given up that many goals in, in that much of a stretch and haven't scored as much, then I'm sure the Florida Panthers, and if I'm the Florida Panthers, I'm licking my chops when it, when it comes to this. And we talk all about the superstars of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Aaron Ekblad and Mackenzie Weger spoke to us uh, yesterday talking about how the two superstars of Edmonton have how how they're really fast and they gotta they gotta learn how to contain them. They they sat together in the in the presser um, talking about it about how they just need to and they also talk about their chemistry together about how. Uyghur knows when Ekblad is going to make a certain move just based on the way they look at each other and their eye contact towards each other. It's like, oh, I'm going to go this way. And, and and of course, that's what that's what happens when you're together for a long time in the same system. I mean, Mackenzie Uyghur is the, in, was drafted in the very last round of 2013, while Aaron Ekblad was drafted in the very next year. So they've had a little bit of a of time to create that chemistry uh, together. So it, it, it's great to see that that long 
that long tenure for both of them has really worked into this top line pairing that the Florida Panthers uh, see for hopefully a long time. I mean, after this year, uh, Mackenzie Weger, I believe he has two years left on his contract. He has one year left on his contract. And then we might have to talk about maybe an even bigger payday for uh, Mackenzie Weger as he's making just over $3 million a year, a year. But that's a different topic for another day. But let's talk about Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. In their last 14 games, individually, 13 points in 14 games for each of them. McDavid has four goals and nine assists. Dreisaitl has six goals, seven assists. In On any other NHL team, especially on a contending team, you take that almost any day of the week. Averaging a point per game almost, you, you're satisfied with that. Here's the thing. The rest of the depth scoring has just not been there for the Edmonton Oilers this year and just didn't have this written down on on my phone but just looking at just looking this up real quickly on what's the next closest point production or and goal production for the Edmonton Oilers both um before outside of Dreisaitl and McDavid goals Zach Hyman a, a guy that they signed from Toronto this offseason, 11 goals, which is eight less than McDavid, Connor McDavid, who has 19 and Dreisaitl has 26 points. Let's let's talk about points. The the next closest is Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's right now on IR for the Edmonton Oilers, and he has 26, while McDavid... And Dreisaitl have 54 and 53, respectively. So the, it's been an issue of depth scoring for this Edmonton Oilers team. Uh, there's been talk about bringing in Evander Kane. And, of course, there's a little bit of issues of trying to get him there, cross-border stuff, investigations, you name it. But Ken, um, Ken Holland has confirmed that he has spoken with Evander Kane's agent um, when it when it comes to possibly signing him after uh, being placed on waivers for the purposes of contract termination from the San Jose Sharks. So there's a chance that they might see um, Evander Kane there there um, in, the, in their lineup soon. It's not going to be tonight, but sometime in the next few weeks there, we could see, we could see Evander Kane and the Florida Panthers will be facing the Edmonton Oilers again in late February where they could see, but more on the stretch of, Dreisaitl and McDavid in last 14 games. Let's talk about their power play as well. McDavid doesn't have a single power play goal in their last 14, three power play assists. Dreisaitl, three power play goals and six points total in that you take that most times, but it's just been the other, the other parts of their lineup that just haven't been there. And the, their games haven't even been close, neither. Losing by multiple goals seven times in their 14 games. So half of their games, they're not even close. And, of course, Ken Holland doesn't historically fire coaches midseason. He's never fired a coach midseason. So it looks like that Dave Tippett is going to be the coach now and for the long run 
uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. And goal differential in that span, minus 19. Minus 19 for the Edmonton Oilers, a team that was in the beginning of the season, a team that was looking to as the top 10, top five in Stanley Cup favorite to to win it all. And of course, they had a few trades uh, this offseason, getting Duncan Keith from the Chicago Blackhawks. That hasn't really necessarily worked out. Zach Hyman, like I mentioned earlier, they signed him, but he hasn't produced nearly to the level of of McDavid and Dreisaitl and extending Darnell Nurse that was a uh he could play a lot of minutes but a lot of people don't think that he's worth that cap hit that the Edmonton Oilers are giving him so that's been a little bit of an issue is just that they're they don't have the complementary pieces and goaltending as well they're relying on a late 30 year old goalie in Mike Smith and both uh both both uh Mike Smith and Mikko Koskinen, both the both have give give up at least three goals per game, so the the Florida. I'm I'm pretty confident, honestly, that with the amount of turmoil that's in the Edmonton Oilers right now, and the way that the Florida Panthers can score. I know it's on the road, but I'm pretty confident in what the Florida Panthers can can do in 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 this game and beating a team while they're down. And speaking of a team while they're down, just a few days ago, Leon Dreisaitl met with the media in Edmonton. And the media in South Florida versus any media in any Canadian city of of the seven, they don't compare about when the team is going on a tough stretch about how they try to nail you with the questions on telling what's going on with this. and. Dreisaitl with a reporter, Jim Matheson is his name. Uh, he was asking about a, a certain question about what's going on. It's like, we're just not executing and telling that, telling him that following up a question is like, and Dreisaitl said, nope, you can figure it out. You know everything. And then the reporters asking him, why is he so pissy? And I'm like, here now, I'm like, oh no, he did not just ask that. And personally for me, I'm on the side of Dreisaitl where I'm not going to ask a person why they're so pissy. Because if you're going 2-10-2 in your last 14, of course you're going to be pissy. You're not happy. There's there's narratives that are said about you. And, of course, those are said in – those are talked about in locker rooms. And they're – they – a lot of – whether people want to admit it or not, a lot, a lot of times – a lot of times players might want to – have a better performance to like maybe like stick a middle finger to certain media members that have doubted what they can do. So that those, those happen. You, we can't, you can't say that they don't, some players don't have that motivation to, to play, to play well. And Leon Dreisaitl going back and forth with Jim Matheson on that. I'm like, Oh, not, not something that I would ever say a player. Why are you so pissy? Two ten and two. Read the room. There's a reason to be pissy about the stretch that they're that they're on. And I don't think Leon Drysaddle was rude necessarily rude before that. And I said oh, maybe the you could figure it out. You know everything. Maybe maybe the, maybe a little unnecessary, but it's not. In, it personally, I don't think it's enough for me to say why are you so pissy. 
that that's that's just me when it when it comes to to the situation and again my uh, a 210 and 2 minus 19 goal differential during that stretch the power play ha- hasn't necessarily worked for them and the goaltending the defense has just again they allowed four plus goals eight eight times in the stretch so of course of course of course they're going to be busy and i don't i don't blame them at all for for that but it's a big opportunity for the Florida Panthers to beat a team while they're down and their pace is 89 points and they're a threat to miss the playoffs. And for, for what it's worth, the heart votes when it comes to Huberto, if the Edmonton Oilers miss the playoffs, it's going to help uh, Jonathan Huberto's case definitely for the heart. But I, I, I just think that it's also a great opportunity for the Florida Panthers to continue on with this road trip before facing against a Vancouver Canucks team who has been on a on a downward trajectory since the Florida Panthers beat them a few uh weeks ago but before that the the Vancouver Canucks were playing so well so it, it's a good opportunity to create a little bit of momentum before uh the end of this road trip and you get two points here it, it, it's it's good vibes going into Vancouver uh, we don't know who the starting goalie is just yet. Uh, with Spencer Knight starting on third um, Tuesday, I'm I'm gonna assume that it's gonna be Sergei Bobrovsky starting tonight in net for the Florida Panthers. And with Spencer starting Tuesday, do they go back to back or do or does Bob start both? And we'll talk about that more on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Panthers, and we'll be talking about it more on online as well. And Follow, follow the show on the podcast, follow the show on YouTube. So now you can see my face and you can now see voice to face on, on the show. And we, we want to grow, we want to grow this page. And I'm very thankful to be interacting with you, the Florida Panther fan on just talking about this, this team and one of the best teams in the NHL. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. So you'll be notified every single time the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Lockdown Bets. Your one-stop shop for all things betting. Lockdown Bets. Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Lockdown Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever get podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.